You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock, Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. We're going to filter in some questions here and some pretty big topics for the 49ers on this Tuesday episode that we are recording Monday evening. And by the way, thank you for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast apps, but you already know that because you tune in every day and we appreciate you croc we got to talk kyle shanahan what's going on with his coaching philosophy his development of not only quarterbacks but players overall there are some worried fans out there trey lance uh jimmy should jimmy garoppolo play no matter should should trey lance play no matter what jimmy garoppolo's health is uh we've got some now news about some of those injuries for the 49ers here uh, this week on this, uh, you know, after they've had some MRIs and looked at things. So let's just start there, Croc, really quick before we get too deep into into any of this stuff. And I think the best news really from all the injury stuff is that Trent Williams could play this weekend. He's going to be reevaluated, I believe, Wednesday, as some of these other players will be. But it's a shoulder injury, and he could play this week. So I think that's the best news, right, of all of it. Because of, of all the players hurt, like they have a backup quarterback that half the people want to play even when Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. So most of the time, your injured quarterback's the biggest story. I think Trent Williams was the biggest story here, right? 100%. I mean, I, I had people in my mentions and comments and everything earlier today saying that they were worried that it was a bicep tear. I was like, oh, man, that would be the worst news. That would be awful if it was a bicep tear. <laughs> yeah, and it's never good. I, I guess everyone's just carted off now no matter what because it's quicker to get to the locker room. So sometimes the cart makes things seem worse than they actually are. Um, Jimmy G's is a bruised calf, a calf bruise. and Contusion is, is the a, word they a like Contusion, that's better. Because calf bruise makes it seem like, I mean, I've had calf bruise. You know, I'm playing for sure. I'm not coming out of, the, of a rec league softball game with a calf bruise you know so uh for sure no, it, it, you what you had is the same thing jimmy has <laughs> they just use a fancier word for it contusion that and now uh jimmy g could play sunday's a very interesting there robbie gold is going to miss three to five weeks and might even get put on in, injured reserve i assume he will be put on injured reserve if that's the case he's gonna be out for five weeks they got to create a roster spot for another kicker who that kicker will be i do not know uh, as pointed out by matt mayoko the last couple of kickers they brought in mclaughlin and Vizcaino, are currently rostered in other places so i don't know if they've got somebody on speed there dial. was the one guy ah what was his name the black guy black kicker had like cool little swag about him had like different color hair came from the Bengals. I don't remember. You don't remember him. I don't remember that dude. It's probably about two years ago. Did he cook? His, did he kick as good as you did in Crocs today on your <laughs> on your Twitter account? Uh, for those of you who do not follow Eric at Eric underscore Crocker, you can see him uh, just shank a kick. But he I'm had, gonna do it every morning. I you, think that's what I'm gonna do. Every okay. morning I'm gonna start my day with a kick, and we'll see if I make it or not. Is it 41 yards? Kinda, How long is that attempt? Um, not that far. I'd say it might about be 15 extra, yards, maybe. Like not like PAT distance. Not no, even 15 that. Fifteen yards. Okay. It, 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 PAT distance now is even further than that. Right. I have no idea why I'm missing. I usually. Well, I know why I you missed today. Things. It's because you're kicking in Crocs, first of all, and they weren't even strapped up, so the Croc fell off as you were kicking the ball. Oh, hold on. It we is don't Crocs say strapped over, up. By the way. We don't say strapped up. It's called sport mode. Sport. 
<laughs> sport mode. Hashtag sport mode for Eric Crocker. You got to put that. You got to put it on sport mode if you're going to try attempt to kick. Come on. I saw that coming right. a mile away. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it once a day, every every morning. So I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll give it another shot tomorrow. Elijah Mitchell, his shoulder injury, getting better. And he is due, according to Matt Barrows, to come out of the blue no-contact jersey Wednesday. So that means he could be full go this week and heading into week five, which would be huge against those Arizona Cardinals, but we've got to talk about the quarterbacks here. So Jimmy G, D- does I think we should start with Kyle Shanahan? You want to start with Kyle? I want to start with Kyle because right. I've been thinking about it a little bit. I don't know. Things start getting a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> things are getting a little weird. Look, and we've got a ton of questions about this, and there's valid questions about about Kyle Shanahan. Um, Questions like, well, for my big question for him, and look, as far as X's and O's go, that's not the thing I geek out on the most. I'm more of a roster building guy and, you know, a scout at heart. And so that's the way I look at things when it comes to football. So it's hard for me to look at X's and O's and say, oh, this should have been the call, right? Because I couldn't spit out a single one of Kyle Shanahan's call, you know? So I don't think that's it at all, um, except for philosophically, in some cases, like the going forward on fourth downs which he did not do enough and then when he did i think it's fair to question that end around play a super long develop it's not so much the it's not so much that you gave it to the wrong guy it was that it's fourth down you can't have this really long developing play that makes it easier for the defense to get behind the line of scrimmage that's my thing i have pushback how many times have we seen debo samuel get the ball behind the line of scrimmage and not have positive yards um never on that specific play call on fourth and two no but hold on i don't it's, I, I'm, I it's don't important. care about fourth and two and oh, the context saying, is really important like play calls are different and different no, down in distances how many times however have we seen debo samuel get a ball behind the line of scrimmage and not get positive yards it's rarely it, it, rarely rarely i mean maybe once or twice should have called one of those plays. 50, 60 times that he's touched the ball behind the line of scrimmage, whether it's a run, whether it's a screen, whatever the case is. So I think sometimes that's one of those things right there. And again, I'm going to get on Kyle. I'm not letting him off the hook. But that specific play, that's one of those things where it's like, well, it didn't work this time, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, but yeah. More, hindsight, you know for sure. Not, yeah. it, it works when you get the ball to Debo and he's picking up steam, heading around the corner, bending the corner, and usually gets yards. Now, if you want to say that he was wrong for running that into the boundary, a longer developing play into the boundary, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Yeah. But again, I've I've never paid attention to where Debo's getting in and are they to the field? Are they to the boundary? That time they definitely were to the boundary, but it typically works. I'd say about 95% of the time they're picking up positive yardage. So I, I it didn't work that time. And I think that's what the outrage is, but I'm not going to knock the play call. I'll definitely knock Kyle for, the attempted kicks with a guy who's never attempted kicks before. It's like throwing Croc out there in Croc, I man. A 41-yarder. A 41-yarder? Like, no. I, just, I can't knock him. He okay. didn't. So here's, here's, here's the overall idea of it all. Um, and, it, and it comes to this, and it, it all ties in with Trey Lance as well as the kicking game and all this stuff. Kyle Shanahan for sure did a bad job Sunday with his in-game, his in-game, coaching his in-game play calling his uh, in-game scheme with when, when things changed on him he pretended it was Robbie Gold 
He coached like it was Robbie Gold until the very until much later in the game. He coached like it was Jimmy Garoppolo when Trey Lance was in the game. You can't do that. And so I've got to criticize Kyle for that. You, I, you have I, to. I think that's at least fair. I can't criticize him for the kick, all right, because remember, he rolled out Mitch Wisnowski for the first extra point. He banged it through, no issues. I don't even think anybody was paying attention to it. He shouldn't have attempted that either. I know, but I don't he care did. if he, he made it. He should not have. Right? Shouldn't have attempted that. Yeah. Shouldn't have attempted the forty-one yarder. Shouldn't have attempted the next extra point. So, so he he attempted that. He made it. Boom. No issues. I think maybe that gave him the confidence that Wisnowski can make one from forty yards out. And it seems like it's really far. Like once you start again pushing fifty, like when you're actually on the field, like I know it's not going to seem like it because of these videos I put out, but I've made 40 yard field goals. <laughs> well, yeah, and, well, part of it is like, there's just so much that goes into it. Then you've got a different guy holding and use check. I thought did a pretty right. good job holding, but that's different. That could go haywire. Uh, there's, it's not even a distance thing. Like you and I could maybe go out there and hit a 41 yard field goal, but we're going to come out at a low angle. Right. that could get blocked. There's just a ton. They come like your kick today was 15 yards. That would have gotten blocked for days. That, that wouldn't have gone over an offensive lineman's head. <laughs> but listen, so, I want to applaud him for it. He did adjust, right? So after Wisnowski missed that kick, that field goal, he did not want to kick another extra point, anything with him. He did not. All right, now, they were going right, for two the next time the 49ers scored, which was late. But then, remember, he had the false start. So it backed him up, and he was like, all right, mm -hmm. got to kick it. And he, and he shanked it. The next time they scored, he, he went for two like he was trying to the first time. So... I don't think it was the plan to keep kicking with him. He made the first extra point. He missed the field goal. And it was like, all right, we're done with it. But situation has made him have to kick again. That's not my issues with Kyle Shanahan. My issues with Kyle Shanahan isn't even, uh, you know, schematic philosophy or anything like that. It's your preparation of Trey Lance and the blown opportunities, the missed opportunities, the not having any type of plan for Trey Lance. Like there has been no plan in developing your third overall pick. You have had ample opportunities to put him in situations to ease him in to where when he gets in this situation of being on the field and has to play more, he is more prepared. He's not getting the reps in practice. We know that. Like starters don't get, I mean, uh, backups, they don't get a ton of practice uh, reps. They just don't. They, they, the guy is getting ready. That Jimmy Garoppolo, he's getting ready. Practices aren't that long. Everything is tailored towards your starting quarterback. Matter of fact, uh, week two, playing against the Philadelphia Eagles before that, uh, Trey Lance was Jalen Hurts in practice. And Trey Lance did not even see a snap in that game. And then the next game, he sees, what, one snap? Like, what what are we doing right now? I've been yelling about it. The, the run game is stagnant. Outside of one carry from uh, Mitchell, uh, Elijah Mitchell against the Detroit Lions that he sprung off, we've probably been averaging two yards a carry since then, you know, before Trey Lance entered the game. And I'm like, dude, Trey Lance will open up the run game at the very least. Like, even if you don't want to call any other plays with him, like, he'll he'll open up the run game. Well, what's the first thing that happens when Trey Lance gets in? The run game opens up. Trey Sermon starts springing because teams have to respect the fact that, well, maybe Trey Lance will keep it, and he's holding guys from crashing down. It opened it up right away, and it was clear. It was easy to see. So it's like, Kyle, why have you been so stubborn in using that why is there no package to use that skill set to open up the run game? And then why have we not been doing anything to, to build Trey Lance up and get him more prepared for extended playing time or different opportunities? Like 
Why is it the first time he's getting in the game, he has to go toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson when you've had all this time to really ease him into this situation? That's a luxury you had with this whole thing with having Jimmy Garoppolo. I think, I think, I think Kyle, that's that's my biggest bone with him. Like, and everybody says it, and you know, I'm more of an optimist, right? I'm an optimistic person, but they say it. Kyle's stubbornness, his arrogance, those things. And I've always pushed back on it. Well, you know, he's a coach. Okay, he's bright. He's this and that. But that part didn't make sense to me, like just not doing anything to truly get Trey Lance up to speed. Like, right. I, I, as you can see, I'm yeah. very passionate about this right now. <laughs> and typically I don't talk like this. But that it kind of bothered me the more I was thinking about that today. It's a it's a huge point. Uh, we've got more on this to come. I have some issues as well, not just for Sunday, but season long and just the entire process and the, the entire um, idea of a Trey Lance, how you develop your young quarterbacks. Croc is obviously fired up about this. We've got some listeners that are fired up about this and have some questions, and then we'll answer the question if Jimmy should ever get his job back coming up on this edition of Locked On 49ers. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You probably learned a little something over the early part of the 2021 NFL season about some teams. Maybe you feel confident that you want to bet on some NFL spreads you see week to week. Over-unders, MVPs, Rookie of the Year. There are a number of different things you can bet on when it comes to the NFL. College football, there are odds, props, contests, uh, an updated site interface. And Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. You can find news at betonline.ag. If you don't want to bet on the NFL, there is basketball, boxing, baseball, Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available this season and use promo code LOCKED ON to get a welcome bonus. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So here's a big question, Croc, with all of this. And you talked about Kyle Shanahan, and is this uh, is this his idea? Did he all did did they miscalculate and realize, oh crap, during the season we can't develop a quarterback and get our starter ready to play every Sunday? There's not enough practice time. Did they just overlook that aspect of things? Uh, do you think the plan was just to straight up sit Trey Lance pretty much all season long, maybe get a couple of snaps per game? Um, do you think there was a plan to maybe at the bye week insert Trey Lance? Uh, it's seeming more and more like the plan was just to straight up sit Trey Lance for the most part all year, right? And, and I, that's not a really good plan. It doesn't seem like there's been any plan for him to play, which is extremely weird, especially when you hear, oh, yeah, you know, I'm looking at Kyle Shan over there and he's doing something on this tablet. We just got done working out uh, Justin Fields and he's over there drawing up plays for Trey Lance. Well, why don't you use those damn plays? Like, what are we doing here? You already used like, it. It was, like, it was the one they used we, in week one. It's it's done. Every time they ask Kyle Shanahan, like at halftime or before games, whatever it is, like, oh, Trey Lance. Oh, yeah, I probably won't see him again. What? Like, so clearly there's no plan to play him. This, this is the part where I am a bit confused and I have to at least hold him accountable for that. Like Trey Lance clearly wasn't ready to play. Right. And we've known that that's what Kyle Shannon has been saying. Oh, not ready to play, not ready to play, whatever the case is. And, but my thing is one, how is he going to get ready to play? Two, at some point you got to get the game to slow down for him. But three, we do see every time he steps on the field, we see the immense talent. 
Now, are there the inconsistencies? Are there the rookie moments? All those things and the errant passes? Yes. How is he going to improve on those? Probably playing. But the potential and ability, and not, it's not even just like potential anymore because I think what, when you're looking at him from as a prospect, it's like, well, you know, he does this very well. He does this, does this, does these different things. And we've seen him do all of those things at the next level, right? As a, as an NFL quarterback with the 49ers, we've seen him do it. Now, we've also seen the ugly mm-hmm. aspects of it. But he's probably going to ha- have to play to clean up the ugly parts. Kyle, you haven't been doing anything to ease that transition. And then all of a sudden, it's just throw him in there and just, okay, you know, you got, you're going to sink or swim. And then we're hearing that. Jimmy Garoppolo might come back and it's like, yeah, you know, he might start. It's like, what are we, what are we doing? So there's, oh, there's so many questions and so many angles to this. So one is. I have a question for you real quick. Okay. I have a question for you real quick before you answer that. Yeah. What has Jimmy Garoppolo done? And again, I'm not someone that's against Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just looking at the situation and I am someone after we talked to the guy about um, the capologist about the dead cap and, or, you know, cutting Jimmy Garoppolo and rolling over that money, I was like, shoot, I probably would just go with Trey Lance and <laughs> go with the highs, the ups and downs, and yeah. and get him prepared and, and throw all that money into building the roster next year, right? That was me. I'm looking at this situation, and I just want to know, what 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 does Jimmy Garoppolo give you right now? And I'm not saying that Trey Lance can't, because clearly there's a difference in what they're just ready and capable of you know, handling right now, but... We're two and two right now. We beat two bottom dwelling teams, lost to two potentially playoff teams. I feel like we could do that with, with Trey Lance. Now it might not be pretty, and it hasn't been pretty with Jimmy Garoppolo. There's been a lot of stagnant play. You had one touchdown yesterday when your defense got five straight three and outs. I mean, it's that's what's tough with this. So the, there's multiple questions: Are the 49ers a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo? right now and i don't know I that that's to say yes i, I would think yes at least like a wild card team maybe but they would still be sort of fighting for that they'd be on the cusp of that could the 49ers it's still early right right it's, and, it's and, still early so I, and, and i'm saying this now there's you know a little emotions built up because i just watched this and i'm i'm frustrated and i'm not truly understanding what direction the 49ers are going in right now it's kind of like a crossroads but are they in in theory? They are at the very least a wild card team with Jimmy Garoppolo starting. I feel like that's a possibility, but I also watch games and I'm not I'm not seeing what I feel like it should look like with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the other question is: Okay, if let's say Jimmy was hurt and you didn't have the option to play him, are they a playoff team with Trey Lance and? Which so like which Trey Lance from Sunday was the real Trey Lance right now the disaster Trey Lance that we saw at first, uh the you know the the seventy six yarder Debo Samuel that wasn't really on Trey Lance he didn't miss the throw but it didn't happen because of him he looked better at the end of the game is that because Seattle was you know playing simplified kind of playing off a little bit and or could the Forty ers could the 49ers play fast and maybe try to get teams to do that and, and roll that way with Trey Lance? Could he look more like he did at the end of the game? Would that be a playoff team with Trey Lance? Would Trey Lance by week 15 be better than Jimmy Garoppolo now? 
Like how fast is that so, development going to go is the other question too. So by, tr by playing Trey Lance, could you be a better team if you did limp into the playoffs by the time January hits than you would be with Jimmy G in there? I, I look at it like the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Right? If you remember Lamar Jackson's rookie year where he ended up taking over mm -hmm. and it was ugly, but they were winning games and they got into the playoffs and got their butt kicked. I think by like, I forget exactly who it was, the Patriots or someone that just whooped them. Mm -hmm. Right. But I always feel like with rookie quarterbacks, they are better off going through that. If they have the talent, if they have the ability, some guys just aren't going to be good. But there are some guys where you can see like, shoots, we just watched Justin Fields have net. He netted one passing yard. <laughs> and then right. yes, yesterday, uh, Sunday. He looked good. He looked good. And it's like, okay. like, And I'm not saying like maybe for an entirety, and that's just me kind of just watching highlights and different things. But you see, like, okay, throwing the ball down the field. Can make some plays with it. Like, like that's who he is. I think the same thing with Trey Lance. Now, is that playoff worthy? I, I, I think I would, again, I'm someone who felt like I need to go at him no matter what. Because to me, and I talked about on the pod, it was never about this year. To me, it was about that to everybody else and they Super Bowl and all this. My thing was, and I don't know if you remember me saying this, 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994. And I feel like if you have Jimmy at his best or Trey Lance at his best, you have more of an opportunity to win a Super Bowl with Trey Lance, right? In theory, right? Like with just the high upside and then, okay, we can clean up some of these just wild errant throws, which should slow down over time. But he might not get there until late this year. And you, the payoff won't be until the following year. I want to build towards that. Because at some point, he's going to have to get this out of his system. And if he sits for the whole time and then, oh, you think next year he's going to play week one and magically, or in the preseason, magically, he's just not going to have errant throws. It's not It's not going to be like that. Because right. at some point, the, the, the game speed is game speed. And you can't replicate that. So that he he needs this time. People aren't going to want to hear this, and I'm not throwing in the towel on the season. But I'm more, I'm more, I'm more pro. Do whatever you got to do to get Trey Lance up to speed. Uh, you know, as opposed to anything else. I've watched Jimmy Garoppolo for years now. I think there's a scenario where he's a really good quarterback, but we also see what he is most of the time, and it's a guy who, and we see it right now. Sometimes it's it's just a little too up and down, too many stagnant moments, and you need too many things to kind of go your way with the defense. I don't know if I want to count on that. I would put it this way. Jimmy G is not driving the bus when you're going into the playoffs, right? He's not the reason you're making the playoffs, but he's a you know right. good enough quarterback to, to quarterback a playoff team. Other things would have to be going great, like defense, like we saw early in the game against the Seahawks, the defense leading right that right. thing. If Like, would Trey Lance for the entire first half of the game not been able to lead a touchdown drive? Like, would he have been worse than Jimmy Garoppolo's three and outs and I an interception? Like he, and he would have been able to at least get seven points on the board like Jimmy did, right? I, I believe so. I, I strongly believe he would have gotten at least seven points, yes. And then with the other things he can do, can you put pressure on defenses a different way, even if he's not efficiency-wise you know, wise, ready to go and quote-unquote ready to be an NFL starter we, and we NFL quarterback? It. Right. We so, saw it, right? We so, saw this, some of the Aaron throws, but we also saw some of the, okay, let me make this guy miss, this guy miss, take off and pick up 14 yards on fourth and 10. That's the pressure that he's he's go, he's always going to – that's, that's going to be there no matter what, to put that type of pressure on defenses. And just imagine if, you, if he makes a play like that on third and 10 – and the 49ers are ahead. How does that break a team's back? 
you know, just having that type of ability, that's tough. That's what teams have done to the 49ers. And now you have a guy that does that. I get it. The Aaron throws. I mean, the first throw was terrible. He threw it at dude's feet. You know, like on a and it was, it was easy little five yard dump off or whatever it was. It was bad. But it was so I, I got it. I'm living with those. I'm living with those rookie moments. I'm living with that, as opposed to my eight year vet, who's getting five straight three announced by your defense and puts up seven points. And, and the interception. And so when you put it all together, I think. Good play di- by Diggs on the interception. Yeah, it was a good play. It was a good Diggs. play. Yeah. It was a good play. By the, the, the guys are getting paid on the other side, too. We have to remember yeah. that. We always come in here and we're like, okay, the the offense was bad because the defense beat him. The defense was bad because the offense beat him on the other side. It was like, other players, too. And the, the guys doing the other podcast are like, hey, the, you know, this was great because they beat him, you know. Yeah. So um, that, that's. Debo, I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy was working. He was working left, going through his reads, came back, snapped the ball out. And Diggs just happened to kind of see his eyes uh, last second yeah. and jumped it. it was and, a and jumped it. And here, here's one of the things, and we're seeing this with against the 49ers and Jimmy, is teams know that. And so guys like Eric Kendricks and Diggs and players that have the, the guts to do it and that have the leeway to do it in their defense, uh, they're jumping that stuff because they know that's where Jimmy's going to throw the ball, right? And it, Jimmy is not able to keep defenses honest by – pushing the ball other ways and burning them when they do jump that kind of stuff. And so it just condenses the offense anymore. And so the way I would put it with Jimmy and Trey is that the difference between, I think, wins and losses between Jimmy right now, obviously who's who's can handle himself and be an NFL quarterback and an NFL starter versus Trey who might not quote-unquote be ready, but some of the high upside things he can bring to an offense, the, the running ability, what his offense would look like for the 49ers, good and bad. I think the difference in the win-loss column isn't that significant between Jimmy and Trey right now, even though Trey isn't ready, and that Trey's ability could surpass that eventually by the end of the year. To me, the the development part of it and getting Trey in there and getting him reps more than makes up for the difference between Jimmy and Trey in wins and losses this season. And there might not even be that much of a difference at the end of the day, by the end of this season too. So to me, it's a no brainer. You have to start Trey Lance. But what do you think they're going to do? If, if (laughs) it sounds like if the calf is ready to go, they're going to play Jimmy. I'll say what I think they're going to do next in a second uh and i do have more questions for you croc when it comes to kyle shanahan and trey lance and jimmy garoppolo and this decision and what's going on with the 2021 49ers coming up you know what i love about rock auto not only are they a family business and rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years if you are into cars or even just to do it yourself or with some minor repairs and minor parts here or there to keep your car in prime condition You can find everything you need. You don't need to go to some chain store. With their oddball pricing and never knowing what's in stock and never knowing what the guy on the other side of the counter is looking at on the screen. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or any account login. And they have literally everything. Blows my mind what they have in stock at RockAuto.com. Dot com for your specific car, whether it be a classic or your daily driver. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Ooh, this is fun. Uh, this is, and, and we here's the thing. 
I'm not surprised by any of this. Are you surprised by what's going on with the 49ers right now? Like, organizationally, uh, on the field? Um, because we had talked about everything going on in the offseason. We, we scouted all these players in the draft and how the rookies looked, and, and we kind of nailed everything like to, to pat our own backs here you know I don't want to hurt my I don't want to hurt my shoulder our there. evaluations were pretty spot on right with some of the guys that we talked team. about how Kyle Shanahan's um plan to play one quarterback and develop the other and have two quarterbacks was not an ideal situation that was very difficult and it was going to be hard and he had navigated it pretty well for most of the uh most of the offseason but now we're getting in here to week four week five and now we're finding out how difficult that actually is. And that's not a surprise at all to me. Um, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt and that Trey Lance was forced into play was not a surprise to me or you, right, Croc? And it should no, be a surprise to I, Kyle Shanahan. So what was the plan for Kyle Shanahan knowing that Jimmy G's probability of getting hurt at some point this season and Trey Lance would be forced to play at some point was pretty high? He couldn't have thought he was going to skate through the season and not have to play Trey Lance at some point, right? Even if he wasn't ready. He couldn't have thought that. That's that's what you would think. But I think Kyle was thinking, I have to win games. Jimmy gives me the best chance to win games. So I'm going all in with him as long as he's a starting quarterback. To me, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm trying to be coached this team for a very long time, I need to have been right about Trey Lance and I need to develop him as well and as quickly as possible because Kyle Shanahan I don't think is on the hot seat right now uh, I know some fans want to put him there after a couple of bad games here and losing a couple of games in a row um, and actually let's see if I have yeah <laughs> here's a tweet from Suffer Zone he says can y'all please remind these Fairweather fans who our last two coaches were before we hired Shanahan Starting to feel like people forgot, and and he's got a little animated gif here of Chip Kelly, and before that it was Jim Tom Sula. So yeah, uh, be be a little bit careful when you're all changing head coaches all willy nilly. So I don't think Kyle Shanahan should or is on the hot seat at all right now. Uh, I think there's some I, fair I, criticism. Hold on, hold on. But I will say, Kyle Shanahan, if he does not play Trey Lance enough to get him enough reps in 2021, and we see bad Trey Lance that hasn't developed yet. All of 2022, Kyle Shanahan should be on the hot seat. And he's going to cost himself his own job if he doesn't get Trey Lance ready to play well and not look like a rookie in 2022. Right. And maybe it doesn't take that long. So, I mean, we could, we've we seen, and everybody's different, but we, we've been seeing this transition for most of these rookies, not Nate Mac Jones. I think he's been sharp even in this three-interception game. Uh, you look at Justin Fields, you look at Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson, and just what they look like early on, what they look like in their first couple starts, and then what they're starting to look like now, you can start to see everything coming together a little bit. They will be better for playing early and going through those nasty, ugly moments. Justin Fields took nine sacks against the Cleveland Browns. He will be better for going through that. Trey Lance threw some ugly passes in that game, had double slants, got tricked by uh, the defense. Everybody at the line of scrimmage, they dropped into coverage. He saw it late. He fired the ball. He will be better for that moving forward, but he needs yes. to see more of that. Absolutely. You know? yep. and, and that's not going to the last time it's going to happen. It's going to happen again and again and again, and he's going to get confused by those things, but he will be better for it moving forward. 
And, and you get all the I, I practice like, reps all week, right? And, and we're talking about how hard it is to develop huge. your backup quarterback because there's not enough reps. He needs all those practice reps as much as possible. And you're right, even those reps in preseason games, which is nice, you're looking at vanilla defenses, and we saw it with all the rookie quarterbacks who all look fantastic in the preseason, then all of a sudden it's awesome. like, oh, wait, Looked this is awesome. different on Sundays. <laughs> yep, so uh, th- th- he Justin needs Phil said reps. the game was too slow. Yeah, Jay, he said that. And then he shows up and had one net passing yard in his first start, right? That's uh yeah. that was really funny. And yeah, it's uh there there's some wake welcome to the NFL moments and he needs to go through those on Sundays because that's the only time he can get those valuable reps. I would I do want to put emphasis on that that the ugly moments aren't just going to stop overnight. He can prepare all he wants this week playing against the Arizona Cardinals and there's still going to be ugly throws where people are going to be like, "What the hell was that? What was that?" And then you're going to see plays where it's like, oh, I, can I get some more of that? Yeah. You know, and those are just things that you're going to deal with with him for, you know, several weeks, a month, two months, you know, towards the end of the year. But at some point, I'd assume that, you know, because of who he is and it sounds like he's already a professional somehow, you know, but the game is moving faster. You know, it's going to it, it's going to take some time, but I believe he'll he'll get there. I just, you know, Kyle Shanahan, again, we we I can talk about what I would do. But Kyle Shanahan is the one that has one winning season in four years. So he's under a different type of pressure that, and, and a different kind of sense of urgency. If Kyle Shanahan, if this year kind of goes in the tank, it doesn't go great, you know, whatever, they're 500, maybe miss the playoffs, whether it's a Jimmy or Trey at quarterback. If you come back in 2022 and Kyle Shanahan has four losing seasons out, or five losing seasons out of six, if you're not a winner with Trey Lance in 2022, people should be calling for your job. And you'll be, and, you'll and it's a failure of coaching. It's a failure of development. It's a failure of talent acquisition, too. And I've been very critical of Kyle, the scout, more so than Kyle, the coach. But there's some aspects of, like, being a head coach is not just being uh, an offensive coordinator and a play caller, right? And we've seen now what's going on with Iuke. Uh, even C.J. Beathard was his hand-picked quarterback a couple years ago, never got any better. Dante Pettis had a great rookie, pretty good rookie season, showed flashes, disappeared, never got any better. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo never got any better under Kyle Shanahan, even though we kind of always expected it, always expected it. Jimmy Garoppolo himself this year expected he was going to be better under Kyle Shanahan. Is Kyle Shanahan just not a good coach when it comes to developing talent? That's a little frightening right now because we haven't seen it yet. There are some people that are better suited to be coordinators. And again, I felt like because it seems like he has the respect of all the men in the locker room, that he is a great leader, a man, and a terrific head coach. But maybe he is that, but isn't as great from a personnel perspective or decision-making perspective. Dang, I think I said I was going to stop saying that, didn't I? Perspective. <laughs> perspective, Somebody is that what someone called you out for saying too much of? Yeah. Yeah. Outlook. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. But anyways, so from that viewpoint, there, you go. there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, he's having he he's having a little bit of trouble with that. And and I feel like the tough thing though is if you ask most people before the season, the 49ers have one of the better rosters in the NFL. I think the thing that people worried about the most was Jimmy Garoppolo was the fourth best quarterback in the NFC West. And you talked about it. Hey, Trey Lance, if Jimmy's the fourth best, Trey Lance is the fifth, the fifth best. best. You know? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but with the potential to be the best at some point, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, he kind of is what he is. I, you asked if there was something I was surprised with. 
or surprised by. The thing I'm surprised by the most right now is the fact that the offense led by Jimmy Garoppolo looked more uh, like what we saw in that first half against the Seahawks. So many low moments, and then you see it coming together, and then low moments, and then, you know, and just the inconsistency of it at this point in his career and time with the 49ers, that's the part that's surprising because I felt like, no, we're, we're going to see the best version of Jimmy, and that's going to lead to all these wins early in the season, and there's still time for that. But so far, I, I, I can't say that that's going to happen with confidence. All right, we're going to have to get to more of this subject, I think, on tomorrow's show with Nick Winkler, who I know is going to be fired up on another Winky Wednesday. And uh, it's, a, it's a critical time for the San Francisco 49ers organization. And Kyle Shanahan's the point man. He's the man in charge. So it's going to be uh, up to him to make the right decisions. And to, to finish this up and answer your question from earlier on, Croc, I think it is going to be Jimmy G. If he can go, it's going to be Jimmy. And I don't know that that's the right call and especially an injured Jimmy Garoppolo if he's going to be worse than healthy Garoppolo and we saw what that looked like last year when he tried to come back too early from a lower leg injury right that's not an ideal situation for the 49ers to be in I know we're getting out of here but there is one thing that we could possibly keep in mind this could be a uh Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith thing where Colin Kaepernick uh, Alex Smith is coming off that that uh concussion Colin Kaepernick played well and every week, Jim Harbaugh was like, oh, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, oh, they're both my starting quarterback. Oh, they're both great. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. Can't oh, no, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know who the starting quarterback is. And it kept being Colin Kaepernick, kept being Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick played well enough to hold off Alex Smith. I wonder if this could possibly be that type of scenario where Kyle will let Trey Lance play this game and still won't commit to him. Uh, you know, the calf thing going on, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let Trey Lance play the next game. You start seeing some progression there, some big plays, explosion. Okay, this might be the guy we're just rolling with. Yeah, and if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't care if you're missing a leg, you're going out there and playing because you know that can happen and you don't want to lose your job because if Trey Lance looks great, there's no way you can go back if you're Kyle Shanahan, even if he says he's he wants to and is going to. Um, but if Trey Lance looks bad, then you could very easily go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. So that'll be interesting, and we'll see how. And this, just say it was because of the the calf, the and injury, right? And Jimmy's ready to go, and you know Trey Lance gets more time to mm -hmm. develop and whatnot. Absolutely. All right. Uh, more of this. More of your questions at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on tomorrow's Winky Wednesday podcast. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen every day. Back tomorrow, right here, Locked On Forty ers